Hello and welcome to No Applause, Just the Clap. I'm Doug, with me is Deb. Deb, I gotta ask you, it's the only show that asks this question. You can't forget how we actually opened the show. With all the money they spent making Magnet Boot Prison in Face Off, couldn't they just have rehabilitated all the prisoners? No. Because some people can't be rehabilitated. Like Castor Troy, Pollux Troy, and Thomas Jane. <laughs> Thomas Jane plays a convict in there. I never realized he was in it. He's almost unrecognizable. Well, like Tilda Swinton in Snowpiercer, almost unrecognizable. Fuck you, Snowpiercer's awesome. Well, Snowpiercer's completely awesome, but... So is Face Off. I but love Face Off. But how much... Like, think about it, like... Okay, A, I forgot that uh, John Carroll Lynch is the warden in that. Uh, you might know him as the cross-dressing uh, brother on the Drew Carey show, or... Is it Twisty the Clown or whatever that faceless clown thing was from uh, American Horror Story? I the, the freak that show. season, but okay. I think I might come back to it. Let's put a pin in that for a second. Because um, I saw the uh, poster for the next season. Apocalypse. Yeah, and apparently it crosses over Murder House and either Coven or Hotel. I'm not quite sure which. Um... But I know that Freak Show crossed over with Asylum because it had the same pinhead lady who was an actual pinhead. And she died. In No, like Freak the Show? actress died oh, because wow, really? she accidentally got hit by a car walking down the street and they cooked her with her side mirror and she died. Oh, I was going to say she almost pulled an Anton Yelchin. Okay, well this has gotten dark enough um, for now. But yeah, like, they make a giant, like, John Carroll Lynch says, this is effectively a giant magnetic field, which, A, that science kind of holds up, kind of doesn't, because you can't call, like, a, a physical thing a magnetic field that's an insubstantial physics thing. Okay. The magnetic field itself. But I understand what they're saying. Like, it's a giant electromagnet. That's how they have the boots. Which, by the way, uh, upon looking at the trivia for Face Off, which of course I did, those boots are the same ones that the Goombas wear no, in I'm sorry, the Super my, Mario my, movie. No, my piss and moan with that is the fact that is one person more important than 500 people? In, wait, what? No, like I said, to turn that off because it's bothering people. What? The, the prison thing. Like, you can rehabilitate most people, but there's still going to be at least 10%, if not more percent, that don't get rehabilitated. I think I was kind of making a joke at just the sheer budget that it would cost to make a magnet boot prison. Okay, I guess we'll just <laughs> go with that. Which, by the way, everything explodes in fireworks. I never noticed that before. I know, I know it's John Woo's first American movie, want to make a big hit, but like... Whenever something that is not an outright explosion, which... And how did, well did he do with that? How, he did how, extremely how did, well. How did his Hulk movie do? That made money. It wasn't... What did he do after that? Oh, he's done... Well, I don't know if he went back to Korean cinema or not, but... John Woo, man, he's a name. Okay, what, what did he do after the Hulk? Uh, the Ice Harvest? Is that him? I have no fucking idea. Yeah, I think he did the Ice Harvest, which was, like, up for a bunch of Oscars. But, repeat, he didn't do A-list. Well, except for Oscar-nominated movies, no. I guess not. I'm sure he's done action movies. I, I don't know. Thank you. 
I, I don't know John Woo's filmography. No, but it's one of those, like, did he do things that were connected to a theater that would pay him a shitload of money? Yes. Go ahead. I'll look it up right now. Waiting. Well, you don't have to wait. Um, talk to me about, um, you know. Oh, so I, I actually will see. I probably will watch the next um, American Horror Story. No, I don't have any problems with that. I always like well, American Horror stuff. Story, but because I suck so hard at horror things, I have to watch the synopsis of the episode before I watch the actual episode. I just, I, I didn't like the second season. I thought Aliens was stupid. Um, not lazy. It was just stupid. Um, let's see, hold on. Uh, director, okay, there's a whole bunch of Korean stuff. Um, when did, uh... When did... Oh, he did Paycheck. That was before fucking Hulk. Uh, okay, so hold on. So you start getting into his American stuff. Uh, you got Face Off, Mission Impossible 2? Yeah, that was a fucking flop. There's no way that was a flop. There's no way. No way. Uh, and then, yeah, nothing. Like, he hasn't really done... Uh, looks like he did a bunch of Asian... Like, he did Red Cliff Part 1 and Red Cliff Part 2. Um... Reign of Assassins, which I no, actually kind of want to watch, but he isn't talented. I'm just saying that he gave up on American cinema because he sucked at it. Well, I would say that like after he did Mission Impossible 2, which I am looking at the box office right now, uh, did half a billion dollars. So yes, but did people like it? Yeah, half no. a billion dollars worth. I don't know, man. I, you know, Mission Impossible 2, I, I don't remember it that clearly. It was probably a rehash of Mission Impossible 1 without um, Phelps being the bad guy. But lately, I mean, I honestly think the Mission Impossibles have become the new James Bonds, and I'm actually kind of okay with it because I've heard Fallout's amazing. Go watch it. I'll wait. Well, you'll just, no. But um, I will say that uh, the next kind of big name movie he does after Mission Impossible 2, which Admittedly, I mean, it's a big gig to get in American cinema. It is. It is. Uh, is Paycheck. With, uh, didn't go well, didn't go well. No. Next one? That was it. I mean, after that. Um, well, we've really gotten off the topic here and just shat on John Woo, an amazing director. Um, Face off. Holds up, Deb. I just watched it. It's so fucking fun. I'm, I'm smiling talking about it. I love it. I want to, I wanted to be in the room with John Travolta and Nicolas Cage for the two weeks they were like figuring out which like what mannerisms they were gonna mimic from each other. Mannerisms. Doesn't matter. I wanted to be in that room. I wanna see that movie. I wanna see the documentary about them figuring out how Nicolas Cage is gonna play John Travolta and John Travolta's gonna play Nicolas Cage, which by the way, letting John Travolta off the chain to play yes. Nicholas to play himself as Nicolas Cage was so fucking fun. You need to go back and watch Face Off. It's so fun, Deb. In terms of like that, like mid '90s mindless action movie with Nicolas Cage, where you have like that, The Rock, Con Air. These are just fun movies. Where's my bunny? That was Con almost the line. He doesn't say where's my bunny. It said you should have put the bunny down. Should have put the bunny down. The worst Southern accent ever. He sounds mentally challenged um, when he's playing Cameron Poe. And by the way, that wasn't a southern accent. That was Forrest Gump, and it still sounded like Nicolas Cage. Um, he sounds mentally challenged in that. Because I know you don't like me to use the R word, but that's what he sounds like. You sound like a dickwad. I'm fine with that. 
Um, let's get into a movie I thought would be fun and, in my opinion, wasn't, which sucks. Uh, it was Ocean's 8. I finally got around to watching Ocean's 8. Um, this was one of those, I mean, once again, you had the media what, with what you saw from... Well, I think um, it's more the, you know, we'd love to see Julia Roberts in a movie like that, and everyone hates Anne Hathaway. She was delightfully dim in this one. Um, I'm pretty sure that's her life. Yeah. Um, it... I will say, in terms of the writing, I thought the heist was uninspired. I thought... Um, um, that the jokes fell so flat the jokes fell so flat that they just seemed like weird dialogue choices and they're both creepy I need you to focus Dad thank you excuse Um, me let me focus you on two weird guys behind us that might rape you back to Ocean's 8 um, jokes fell flat. Heist uninspired. It wasn't that, you know, it was an all-female cast. I had, I was fine with that. Like, I got no problem with that. That's not the reason I didn't like the new Ghostbusters. I didn't like the new Ghostbusters because it was an awful movie. Well, it was badly um, written. It, it was extremely was, badly it, written. To, to say paint by colors is to insult colors and painting and by. Joke was better than the actor. Um... It just, it fell flat the entire way through. And one of my biggest problems with it is that they started it with um, uh, Sandra Bullock getting out. She plays um, Danny Ocean's sister, whose name I can't remember. So call me sexist for calling her Danny Ocean's sister. I I honestly, oh, Debbie Debbie Ocean. That was it. And they immediately focus on her meeting the kind of Brad Pitt version of uh, the, the, the counterpart, which was... Lou, played by, oh, what's her name? Kate Winslet. No. Blanchett. Blanchett, thank you. Um, And they immediately established that Danny Ocean is dead. Wait, what? Sorry, when did he die? Exactly. So they immediately set up, like, she goes to his, like, like, tomb? Like, he's buried, like, in, um, like, a wall, like, the, where they have, like, it's, like, uh, mausoleum, I guess you'd say. Maybe um, he's been cremated, so she goes to his cremation? No, 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 no. It's like, um, it's like a, a vertical graveyard. It's like a mausoleum. Don't worry about it. Um, I don't know the exact word for it. I'm not a mortician or a funeral maker. Um, but... Uh, it is heavily implied through because you do have cameos by Ruben, uh, Elliot Gould, and um, the Asian acrobat whose name and real name I'm not even going to remember, um, and I feel bad. Um, but he wasn't. I mean, uncomfortable. That I can't think of the name. Yeah. Um, sorry, but but you know who I'm talking about. Yes. The Greece man, they call him. In two of the movies. Uncomfortable. Um, I think is. I say I don't want to sound racist and say his name is Yen, but I think that's actually true. Um, uh, 
it's implied that Danny is now sending messages to his sister via Ruben, so he may not actually be dead, but it's still a weird choice to have them quote-unquote kill off Danny Ocean, as if to say, like, this is the end of the Ocean's trilogy, Danny's dead, this is, you know, kind of the continuing saga, so to speak. Um, I thought it was a really odd choice. Um, I think with such an ensemble cast, some of them really got to... I wouldn't say shine, but I got to say, like, show their chops. Like, I was very surprised by Aquafina. Um, I was very surprised by Rihanna. Um, I think the problem I have with this Mindy is the Kaling fact that was they... underutilized. That w- what? Mindy Kaling was underutilized. Well, of course, um, but it's just for the thing that they made Anne Hathaway basically the villain and underutilized her. So, like, obviously, huge no, spoilers. I get that I'm she's gonna, the villain. I'm say this. No, she's not. She's the sort of Mark. She's the dumbass villain. There's no villain. Well, yeah, there kind of is, and it's a dude, of course. Because um, it's eight empowered females. If I were to subtitle this film, Deb, it'd be Ocean's 8, colon, everyone's in on it. Because by the end of the movie, everyone's in on it. It's ridiculous. Like, it shows that, like, yeah, the heist will never be perfect, but, like, the adjustments they make just include buying in everyone that would have fucked them over, as opposed to it being, like, a true heist. Like, they just kind of paid their way to steal shit. Um... I don't know. I, I didn't feel like I wasted my time watching it. Um, but I will say I took a break halfway through it and finished watching it the next day, and I'm glad I didn't see it in theaters. Um, but it wasn't as bad as the Ghostbusters. Deb's frowning at her phone. No, I'm so frowning we'll, because I want to ask you, like, did you think it was lazy, or did you think it was stupid, or... Because, I mean, I think it was money-wise lazy and women-wise you have to do this but so you can do your next Why was it lazy? Movie. Let's, I mean, once again, I'm not going to do my whole thing from last week where it's like, well, someone put effort in, which means... Yeah, you can do that. Categorically, you just don't need lazy, to attach it to fucking Ocean series. I, I, I don't... I don't think it had, like, the chemistry that the original Ocean's movie movies had. Um, I think the chemistry that was there was decent um, but once again I, I think that when you have a huge ensemble cast, cast you're introducing a bunch of new characters you're not going to get the chance to really develop that chemistry the way they did across three movies and will there be an Oceans 9 and 10 and then it's 11, 12, 13 wouldn't be a bad idea I can think of worse um, but I don't know. It, it just seemed like... Lazy? Yeah, like, in, in the way that it was a generic heist movie. Like, coming off of the last movie I saw by Steven Soderbergh, which was um, Logan Lucky, which was great, because it was basically, like, redneck Ocean's Eleven, and it was intricate and interesting, and you had a... Even though you had it in the Tomball cast, you still gave everyone their moments. Um... Yeah, th- this seemed like a weird one coming off of uh, Logan Lucky from Soderbergh. Soderbergh's smart, but still. 
Well, he only produced it. I don't even think he co-wrote it. Um, I, don't, I don't know who wrote this or directed it. But, um, yeah, it was... Fun's not the right word. I don't know what a notch under fun was is. It was disappointing. Yeah, but, I mean, it was still a high lazy. school movie. Stop going to lazy, Deb. It was. I know, but you'd never show your work on it. You asked me to show your work on it. Um, last week we brought up Disenchant, uh, Disenchantment. Yeah, all right, Disenchantment. Um, you said I needed to wait until I watched the mid-season finale. Listen to your... Yeah, go ahead. And I listened to you, and you are utterly, totally right being how the mid-season finale ends, or happens. Fucking um, lazy and stupid. Why is it lazy, Deb? He basically wrote it knowing he would get another bit to that series. Well, yeah, it's a mid-season finale. And none of the characters are interesting enough for that. That I will give you. Um, I thought the characterization was incredibly forced. Lazy. And I'm explaining why it's lazy, Deb, because you can't. Or unable to, for some strange reason. Um, prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. I'm sorry, I didn't care about any of the characters. One, I thought Lucy was poorly designed and very fucking lazy to look at. Although, yeah, parts of him were great, but parts of him were fucking stupid. No, him, I will say, lazy. absolutely. fucking lazy. The whole, he comes out, meets a girl, has unrequited feelings for her. Like, that's lazy. That I will give you. And then he went back and knew he wasn't half-elf, and then he didn't reveal it. To the, well, to the mid-season finale. I mean, that's a big didn't reveal for Didn't reveal it. What do you mean they didn't reveal it? They we have no it. idea who his half-mother is it. No, we don't. And that's part of a cliffhanger ending, is we don't Lazy. know. No, that's, that's actually at least adequate writing, is leaving a bunch of questions on a mid-season finale. Doop, 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 doop. Um... I would actually kind of like the heard the Dukes of Hazard theme on that one when he rolls off the cliff, but um, I think it ended in a way that they know they're getting a second half. I mean, that was yeah, that's, that's, that's how they wrote the entire fucking part one. It was lazy and fucking boring. I think that they skipped character development early on, early on, um, to do world building, which didn't make any sense to me because it seemed like Zero you could walk into. Building. Zero world building. That's all they did for like the first like, two episodes was world building. Not well, I, I disagree. I think the world was pretty easy to just enter into and kind of get a sense of it. Um, and now her mother enters and ruins everything. That... Is it I a great blind... idea? Is it interesting? Yes. How yes, they did it? I, yes. Fucking the stupid. fact that it was, like, it was so blindsiding it's that... It's bullshit. There was no foreshadowing. There was really no setup. It was just like, boom, the mother's a bad guy. And you're like, wait, what? Like, you're right. You're completely right. Um, are you going to watch the second half? Well, it's free, so probably. Will I like it? Well, I didn't like the end of the first half. Did you like anything out of it? I honestly thought the character designs were a little Lazy. uninspired. Um, I'm going to buy you a thesaurus for your birthday. 
Um, um, Lucy, interesting character, lazy development. No, thank you. Yeah, like... Let me make a shadow, really okay. Well, we don't really know a whole lot about the, like, Enchanter and Enchantress characters, do we? The ones that are watching them We don't know anything the... about anything else. Do you think that writing for something long form, um, where they're not beholden to a strict third, three act structure per episode? I think he's an old man and doesn't care. I'm sorry? I think he's an old man and doesn't care. Well, I don't think Matt Groening had a whole lot to do with the writing. Um, really? Because they advertise it as his series. Yeah, but that is, I mean, okay, but how many writers are on The Simpsons and it's Matt Groening's show? And it still sucks. Uh, the Conan years are good. Season How eight. many years ago was that? How many years do they have now? That's been on for almost 30 years. Exactly. There's literally an entire generation that doesn't know the world of The Simpsons being on. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's as edgy or subversive it's as it bad. used to be. I don't know if bad's the right word. I think complacent. It's lazy. I'm literally giving you other words to use. It's complacent. Yes, thank you. I think it's better. I think it's overly comfortable in that it's. Like I said, he doesn't have to work anymore. He can put his name on something and get a bunch of fucking money and doesn't no, have to fucking th- care. No, th- this seems like a labor of love between him and David X. Cohen. Pass. Who was the co-creator of, of Futurama. I mean. Yeah, and it took two seasons for Futurama to actually be okay. Yeah. But do you think? But do you think you that? Could the, fuck off. That not, would be great. I'm cool. sorry, there's a dick while looking at me. Well, we're no, talking a lot head. about stuff. Turn your head. I don't want to turn my head. I want to keep... So we'll just move on to some lighter fare about Marvel. Uh, I watched the Marvel Rising Initiation miniseries. Uh, total of about 24 minutes, so about a length of an episode of animated television. Um, it basically introduces all of the characters who are going to be on the Marvel Rising uh, animated movie premiering on Disney later in September. Um, visually, it's got a look of the 90s Spider-Man, which I don't mind. Uh, but Marvel's not known for their animation prowess. Uh, it's more of DC's bag. Um, why they had to make a very interesting choice in terms of calling Spider-Gwen, who's kind of your um, audience surrogate into this world, Uh, (laughs) calling her the ghost spider was kind of weird. I mean, yeah, she's got a costume that looks like a ghost, and she has spider powers. I guess it's not that far of a reach. But I guess she wouldn't really go by Spider-Gwen, would you? Like, I wouldn't go by Spider-Dug if I was trying to hide my identity. Um, I'm pretty sure she didn't pick a name. Excellent point. Well, so the team effectively But I mean, there's no good name to pick. Well, she could be Spider, that world, Spider Girl, Spider Woman, Spider Chick. She's feeling saucy. Do you, do you, do you ladies call each other chicks when you're feeling saucy? I'm not sure. No. I don't, I don't hang out with ladies much. I'm wearing a shirt that says I have issues, which is just basically a shirt that's saying staying single so um the other characters once again interesting picks because you do have a lot of heat on squirrel girl (laughs) as one of the characters 
um, who's very funny, a little meta. Um, I mean, she's the been kind of a character to be introduced for a while because it's Squirrel Girl. She's never been serious, but she's always been very beloved. I like that she thinks that they're. She teams up with Miss Marvel, one of your favorites. She's important. Khan. Mm-hmm. No, she's important. No, absolutely. Socially, he culturally, I agree. One more fucking time. If you want. Turn your head. I don't want to. Let's. He's staring at me right now. Okay. No, look. Uh, so there's all that heat on Squirrel Girl because there's going to be a really bad edit right in the middle of this. Well, it's an awful edit. Yes, Doug Force is not an awful edit. Like I said, as for Squirrel Girl, was she ever a serious character? Yes and no. She always had, like, a very... She tried to be taken seriously, but never did. Because she talks to a squirrel. But, but it's one of those things where it's like she's, you know, trying to be taken seriously because she can talk to squirrels. And she's a little bit odd, and she has a weird life, but she's still very smart and very fun and very strong. She took out, she took out Thanos. <clears throat> In continuity. Um... But she does do that thing where she teams up with Miss Marvel to take down Ghost Spider, who has been framed for a murder. Um, and at one point, they uh, Squirrel Girl realizes that maybe it would help their team up team up if they yell their moves like anime characters. So, makes I mean, sense. It's no, a that actually that actually kind of makes sense. Which I expect more out of Miss Marvel, really, having read the comics, but. Yes and no, and that's for Miss Marvel. We love Miss Marvel, and we love her character, and but her mother needs to be bitch She's played with left. a plum in this. They don't get into her family life at all. They just no. It's just one it's, of those that she's. They, they don't even bring up that she's Muslim. Um, like I said, it's just one of those where her mother basically wants her to bow down and worship without any questions. Well, it's a cultural thing. Um, go and read uh, Miss Marvel. So I don't want to get into it because we've talked about it before. Excuse me, where's Wolverine? Um. So you've got Miss Marvel, you've got Squirrel Girl, Ghost Spider, or I may call her Spider Gwen by accident. Um, they also introduce um, Patriot, which is a new Patriot. It's a character I'm not well versed in. I am not either. Patriot was originally one of the, not this character, but Patriot, was originally one of the Young Avengers. His grandfather, no, yes grandfather was kept the African-American test subject for the super soldier serum that Captain America oh, ended up God. getting. Okay. Oh, yeah, they go all Tuskegee Airmen on it. Um, it was called Red, White, and Black was the name of the... Um, no, thank you. Uh, uh, name of the miniseries by Kyle Baker. Um, phenomenal. It makes total sense historically that they would, of course, test it on African-Americans before giving it to White Boy. Um, and now I'm... Incredibly uncomfortable. But the original, the the character I know is Patriot from Young Avengers. His grandfather was a super soldier, uh, or had the super soldier serum through an accident and blood transfusion. Patriot ends up with super soldier powers. Um, Apparently, he has like gone off the reservation. He's been like in a hospital or something. I was kind of reading about this because I didn't know what happened to the original Patriot. Now the new one is, I guess he has like a suit designed by the Tony Stark AI, because I guess there's no Tony Stark anymore, and now he's a hologram that trains young Avengers. Um, so, I don't know. And that's this Patriot. He has a 
shield that turns into a like goblin glider, I guess I'd, you'd call it, like to give you a visual of what it turns into. Yeah. Um, he's trained by Captain America and the Tony Stark AI. AI, so you know, I mean, capable leader, but still untested youth. Um, so that that's the Patriot character. His name's Rashawn something. Um, in in this in the Marvel uh, Rising initiation, and then he's joined by Daisy Johnson Quake from Agents of Shield, actually voiced by Chloe Bennett. I'm glad you she's know what feelings worse. I fucking have about that. Um, I think Shield's going to be on its way out, and I'm glad that Chloe Bennett kind of wrote the ticket of, well, now I can still play the same character that I've locked into for the last, you know, five six years, and I can do this job in sweats. <laughs> So I can appreciate that. And I hated her and her character development and everything that happened to her. Oh, man. Her character development, finding out she's Mr. Hyde's daughter, that was awesome. That was season um, two. Yeah. How many fucking seasons? Five? Six, five? You have to five. wait at least 20 fucking seasons. I'm sorry. 20 fucking episodes before we found that out. More than that. More than that. And it wasn't interesting and it wasn't fun. I thought it was because it was a total it was a total nerd Easter egg. Maybe that's why it didn't seem as interesting to you, and that's fine. It wasn't a good payoff, because, and she was fucking. Yeah, but if you read the Secret Avengers stuff that came out of Secret Invasion, it was a huge like nerd boner moment where it's like, that oh, that's great. Daisy Johnson. She doesn't fucking fuck off. Anyway, I, I know you didn't. That. I know you didn't like Agents of Shield, but because um, it was dumb. Oh, look, I've got a it's, movie it's, now. It's gotten better. Let me make, charge them for 20 more fucking seasons. Um, am I excited for the Marvel Rising animated? No. No's not the right word. Eh, would be the right word. I'll see it. Um, because, I mean, to be perfectly honest, Deb, you know me, I'll watch anything. Um, if it's good, if it's bad, I'll watch it. That way, you know, not only do we have something to talk about, but that, you know, if it's good, I can be pleasantly surprised, and if it's bad, then, like, it will be. Um, also, I'm not the target market. This isn't, this isn't written for... I'm sorry, S.H.I.E.L.D. was a failure. Okay, well, we're on Marvel Rising. And repeat, if S.H.I.E.L.D. didn't do well, what do you think Rising's gonna do? Well, how well do, do Avengers cartoons do, Deb? I mean, we're not no, the target well. market, and we're not... No. Uh, that one where they're, like, weird chibi versions of themselves uh, m- m- made a shit ton of money and went on for, like, at least three or four seasons. Uh, I believe Earth's Mightiest Heroes, the, the Avengers cartoon, that was a bit more, wouldn't say young adult, but more early double-digit. Um, I think it was on for... Two seasons? Three maybe times? You gotta remember Ultimate Spider-Man was only like, what, three seasons? And that was thoroughly enjoyable. Yeah, but we were little kids. No, we weren't. We were adults. That that show came out like less than ten years ago. That's Spider-Man. That's when Spider-Man oh, sorry, was talking about 90s Spider-Man. No, and that was fucking amazing. Go back. Yeah, because we that, were little that, kids. No, no, no. The writing in that is so, like an early progenitor to Young Justice in terms of like multi-story arcs across a season and like they got to a point where like every three episodes was a to be continued like it was a multi-part story like it was I wouldn't say 
what's the word I'm looking for? Um, it wasn't sophisticated the way that Young Justice was. But I can I see. I wish it was Young Justice. Huh? I wish it was Young Justice. I do too. Marvel really hasn't found that yet. And I'd like them to. I, I, I can't. Give me time. I'm sure I can think of a project for them to do. But. That would meet that requirement to be something they can have that's sophisticated, dark, yet kid friendly. Um, the fact that my young daughter could watch it and go, oh, well, there's Robin, and who's Aqualad? And it's like she's entering this world, but yet on the second season, there's like double and triple agents, and you kind of have to pay attention to what's going on. And the yeah. art and the and the character designs are a lot more sophisticated. And Except they suck. What sucked? Dad, we're talking about Young Justice. No, the second episode. Of? Sorry, sorry. The second series. Of? Young Justice. Sucked? No, 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 no. It worked great. However, they made such a big jump. They need everybody to do so much work outside of it that they knew what was going on. I liked it. I'm sorry. I liked I liked the idea that they kind of took the one year later from the comics and jumped ahead five years. That way you could introduce Tim Drake as Robin without having to explain how... Um, Dick Grayson became Nightwing. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it kind of, like... I think it did the time jump so that, A, you could introduce more of the younger characters. But I also like the time jump because you had to kind of go back every once in a while and they kind of had to explain it. And there was kind of a mystery of, like, wait, why isn't Miss Martian with Superboy? Like, what's going on with Lagoon Boy? Like, why is um, Aqualad suddenly Black Manta Jr.? Like, what's going on there? Like, and I kind of like that you had to watch three or four episodes to kind of get filled in on certain elements of that. I liked it. Yes, but would everybody else? <laughs> yes, and that was why there was such a huge fan petition to bring that show back, and why it's going to be on the DC Universe now. Um, absolutely. I love them, and I love that show. I fucking hated the second season. Really? I didn't understand a fucking thing. They explain almost everything. Nope. What don't they explain? No, it's the fact that they, like, this happened and this happened, and so you have to care about characters doing things you didn't fucking care about. Um, I, I strongly disagree. I strongly disagree. I, I think the only part I didn't like about it is that they kind of introduced a lot of, like, alien cultures a to lot. it. A lot. Yeah, you had the Krolotanes, you had Lobo, you had uh, the Reach, and all of that, and I think that kind of muddied the waters in terms of when they should have focused on explaining kind of the five-year gap with the character um, development. That I agree with. Um, That plot and character, the the fact that the episodes that should have been character-driven were plot-driven and vice versa. That I agree with. Thank you. And that's what they were going for. This wasn't an underground, buried fucking series. This was something we were basically no, trying to do. No, but it wasn't selling toys, Dab. And unfortunately, that's what counts in terms of... Pass on all your toys. I want a Miss Martian toy. I'll be perfectly honest. I don't care if it's the Megan McGann version, or she's the actual what, fucking white Martian that looks fucking terrifying for a young adult show. She looked terrifying. Which was great. Don't shy away from it. I'm excited for the third season. I 
guess we'll see. Uh, considering they left it on such a cliffhanger where Lex Luthor meets Dark Side and they go like business as usual, and I'm like, what the fuck? Why is Apocalypse suddenly in this? The planet, not the person from Marvel. It's a completely different um, company. Um, do you want to get into like what, what, let's keep it Marvel and go uh, Cloak and Dagger? The finale was watch several any, weeks ago. If you want to talk about it, you can. I will say, and I talked about it before, so I'm not going to spend too much time on this exact point. Um, the fact that Freeform came out of ABC Family, I was a little itchy about, because I was like, oh, this is going to be kid-friendly, it's going to be very GPG. Um, and I, I was like, ugh, is this going to work? And I think the first episode was very ABC Family, but as a guy... No. Kind, sweet. Still not words for lazy, but we're getting there. Um, I think it played it safe. I think it played it safe. Um, I think that they didn't know how to market it, and as it got further in, and they, I think as as ABC, which is owned by Disney, which owns Marvel. Um, and the showrunner, uh, Joe, I'm going to fuck this up, uh, Polanski, I want to say, uh, who worked on Heroes, and he worked on the good Heroes, not the bad Heroes, so Yeah, don't that's worry. really not... He worked on the good Heroes, that's what I'm saying. Just saying that's not a positive push. Was, no, Heroes wasn't ABC, was it, though? No, Heroes it's was NBC. NBC, it was NBC. Um... I think they pushed the envelope in terms of what they could do really impressively in this. Except, um, you know, Hero Season 2 sucked so hard. Wait, which one was Season... No, Season 2 was when I was cut off by the writer's strike. And it sucked. It did because of that. It really did. Um, and high expectations. I mean, <laughs> it's the whole, like, for, you know, sophomore, sophomore jinx. You spend your whole life writing your first album. Um, you know, you spend a year writing your second one. Um, I think the second season of Heroes obviously sucked. It was due to the writer's strike. Um, season three, I really liked uh, in terms of Heroes, but I think you had to kind of binge it, which wasn't really a thing then. And um, not good for NPC. In terms of that, it was a show that should have been binged and couldn't be binged. Yes, I agree with that. But, beside the point, total sidebar on that one, the Heroes thing. Um, Cloak and Dagger, it got progressively more mature. It's not to be watched episode-wise. What? It's not to be watched episode-wise. Well, at this point, you could say anything is not made to be watched episode-wise. Yeah, that's fine. And I was thinking about this. I kind of have a whole theory about... um, I was listening to the New Douglas movies and this guy talked about watching Skyscraper while it was streaming and they went, well, wait, how did you watch it? And he goes, ah, don't worry about that. And I was thinking about the Hollywood model and I will eventually talk about Cloak and Dagger and, you know, get to my thoughts on this. Once I restructure Hollywood as a whole because they're listening to me. Wouldn't it make sense to just pretty much eliminate movie theaters? Yes and no. 
I only go to movies at the draft house where there's no children and everybody gets penalized for being loud. But think about it, like if, hypothetically speaking, uh, let's say um, Avengers 4, right? Avengers 4 doesn't come out in theaters. Okay, that's a, it's a dumb idea. It's a bad example. But follow me here, right? They go, no one's going to movie theaters anymore. They're all streaming. They're all binging. They're all pirating, whatever. Gotcha. And they go, we're releasing it completely same day on Hulu, Netflix, iTunes, blah, blah, blah. And we'll be able to correlate all of that data later to find out how many millions of people watched, what the money they put in was, and like in terms of putting out on Netflix, I wouldn't say, um, oh, it's included in your Netflix subscription. It'd be like, pay ten bucks and you can see it now. So you're paying ten dollars to watch Avengers four in your house. You don't have to fucking leave anywhere to do it. You can do it in your underwear, eating Count Chocula. Great. Would that revolutionize? the entire thing and just well, cut no, out it's, it's it's the yes no it's that that the movie theater doesn't matter anymore but people still spend a lot of money making movies and people still feel like they have a lot of power being a dick bag making movies okay I'll go more from a consumer standpoint on that is that I wouldn't want to watch Avengers 4 on my computer I want to see that shit in fucking dick-hardening IMAX. Yeah, that's great. I don't want anybody sitting next to me, talking to me, or making noise. So you'd rather you have the subscription service streaming idea I'd that I've I'd rather got. be comfortable at home than listen to some jack wallet next to me that paid. Based on this podcast? I think we'd all agree. Um, oh, you mean the fucking morons behind us that won't shut the fuck up? They're fine. Yeah. They're not. Um, yeah, they are. So, um, in terms of uh, in terms of cloak and dagger, it got progressively darker and more mature. Once again, I, I, I know I, I use the word sophisticated I just, I just a lot. I think it was clumsy. I think they could have done I think better. It was a clum- I think it was a. I think the first like. I think the first like four episodes are clumsy. Because. I don't think they knew what they could do, what they can't do, how to market this. And what why did they even fucking try? They didn't think they could do that with that episode. But they got to the but they got to the finish line, Deb, and it was Except fucking amazing. Except nobody really is interested. It pays off amazingly. Sorry, I just noticed that my oh no, that's last week's British Premier League. Oh, my Arsenal one. Ooh, against West Ham United. Interesting. Um. Not unexpected, but nice. I think that it was initially trying to tackle very difficult subjects, and... It still should. It just did it in a stupid fucking way. Well, you haven't watched much of it, so how do you figure? Sorry, I'm tackling a very uncomfortable issue but I'm going to try and make it comfortable for 14-year-olds. Which is cop on black violence. It's, it's one, of, one of the big issues on that one. Um, yeah, they're assholes. At this point, I can't deny it. Um, we'll hold off. I'll talk about Cloak and Dagger next week. 
uh, mistakes you made coming here in public, recording in public? Putting up with chickwads. Yeah, that's my mistake too. Um, and now it does not mean you. Anything to plug? Sorry, I didn't listen to other podcasts. I just assumed we had something to plug. Uh, um, next week? No, actually, tomorrow. Oh, you got something to plug. No, tomorrow is when the new Richard Cadbury book comes out for Slim. I was going to say for Slim. Oh, excuse me. Uh, Slim Sandman yeah. Slim series. The Sandman Slim. The next also, book comes the out new comic is out, and oh my god, do we need to talk about that? Um, you do realize his publisher's been embezzling, and he's almost bankrupt. You do realize he's been lazy. No, no. He has not been lazy at all, Deb. In fact, it all goes into the whole embezzling thing and him not having the money to actually do anything. Because he had to make the choice between paying for his own tour or health care. He chose health care. That's not lazy. That's, That's being an adult. Because he didn't have a real job with health care. No, us writers don't get uh, we don't get health care. I almost died recently. I know. Alright, well, on that note, I have nothing funny to say, so um, next week will probably be a uh, recap episode of NDK, so enjoy that. And, um... And the words, and then the words of Skid Row, and the words of Sebastian Bach. Shut the fuck up. If you liked this, check out some of our other shows like Mr. Right, Exotic Liability, and No Applause, Just the Clap. You can find us at www.bacnpodcast.com and by searching for BACN on iTunes and Stitcher. Yeah.